Too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears, says Les Brown. I often think of how many times I have kept myself back from great opportunities. I have passed right by open doors instead of walking through them just because I let my fear overtake my emotions and my mind. Today, I want to share with you how we can make room for more in our lives by increasing our capacity and eliminating the negative things that take up room in our mind and our heart. It is possible to live the lives that God has called us to live freely. We all have different capacities and we have different challenges. But if you want to live and have a new mindset, you want to have a new way of thinking and living, and we want to live what we call and consider a kingdom life, we have to make some room. I titled this one, No Room for New. Allow me to welcome you into a new episode of That's the Truth. Well, hey, welcome into That's the Truth podcast. It's great to have you back. I am your host, Jay Gallegos, and I simply want to help you get one step closer and further along in becoming who God has intended you to be one step at a time so you can be effective and make an impact in every area of your life. If you have been following along, you know you can expect a new episode bi-weekly. The first Friday of every month, it'll be just you and me in the form of a teaching, a lot like today. And later in the month, we'll spend some time with a very special guest. And so far, we have had some amazing guests with us so far, friends and leaders. If you miss any of those conversations, I really encourage you to go back and catch up. What are you doing falling behind? Go back and catch up and listen to those. And I know it will bless your life. Here's what to expect in the upcoming months. We sat down and had a great conversation with next-gen pastor Josh Garcia from First Church of Pearland here in Pearland, Texas. He was very transparent as he shares his backstory as a PK, and we went deep on leadership topics. We also had some fun with a little bit of a lightning round at the end. Bring your notepad for that one because there are so many leadership nuggets and actionable takeaways. You do not want to miss it. I will also bring to you my conversation with Pastor Ulysses Longoria. He was also very transparent with his testimony and gracious with his time. He shares with us about church planting and his story behind the recent church plant and expansion. He also touches on the leadership topics from a senior leadership role and his view of the church in a world that is constantly changing. We're looking forward to bringing you those conversations very, very soon. Also, keep an eye out for bonus content. So go ahead and subscribe now so you don't miss out on anything. A big thank you to everyone who has already subscribed, provided feedback, or has shared the podcast on social media. Thank you so much. It really helps extend the reach of the podcast, and we want to invite others to join the community. I also want to apologize in advance for my throat. We've been slightly under the weather today, but we can't stop and we cannot slow down. We do not have the luxury of slowing down or stopping. So we're going to keep going. I'm committed to you and I'm committed to this. So we're going to keep going no matter what. So with that, let's dive in to today's topic. There is no room for new. I remember one day my youngest son came up to me asking and begging to order something new from Amazon. He really wanted me to buy him a new toy from Amazon. And it's crazy how they know the system now. Just click the buttons on the phone and order it and it shows up at your house. They're, they're used to that. They see it. They see the packages come in. So he really wanted me to order this new toy. And all of a sudden I pulled out this 
adult parent card without even thinking about it. I said, have you seen your room? There's no room for new toys. And every end of the year, we try to clean up and throw out the old and make room for new, clean out the closets. We clean out garage and we make room for the end of the year as we go into the new year. And like so many others, every new year, it is common practice to set new goals, to refocus and focus on new habits, new year's resolutions. And and the social media posts go out with new year, new me. We come to find out a week or so into January of the new year that reality sets in. It's still a new year, but same old us. It's almost expected now. It almost seems as a joke to some. And it's expected not to finish what we started. For some, it's hard to finish if you never started to begin with. We can't start something new without eliminating our old way of thinking and living. We have to make room for new. In order to actually have room for new, we have to eliminate the old, our old mindset, old toxic relationships that affect us. We have to let go of our past. We have to deal with our guilt and we have to deal with our shame of the past mistakes. We have to get rid of fear of what's ahead. You don't have room for these things if you want to make room for new. They take up room. They take up room for free. And we have to make room if we want to make new room for new things. If Jesus lives in our heart, we shouldn't give room to these things. They are sitting there rent-free, and they're taking up space in our mind and in our heart, and they bring us down. I love what it says in Luke 23, verse 13 to 21. We see a Jesus, a Jesus that is on trial. And Jesus was trying to do something new here, but there was no room for new. And as we see him on trial, he's facing Pilate, and he's facing Herod, and they're examining him. They're looking at his case, and they're determining what to do with this so-called Jesus that is in front of them. And as it was accustomed at this feast, they would release one, of, release one of the prisoners and set him free. And in verse 18, we see that the people cried out saying, away with this man and release to us Barabbas. They wanted to release Barabbas and they wanted to crucify Jesus. And the Bible says that they shouted saying, crucify him, crucify him. The people expected something new in this time. They were waiting for a savior. They were waiting for a king with a large army, the Messiah, that would finally deliver them from slavery and oppression. But instead, what they received was a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. But the truth is that there was no room for Jesus. He was rejected since the day he was born. He was rejected at his birth. And we see that in Luke chapter 2, verse 7 where the Bible tells us that his mother, Mary, wrapped him in swaddling clothes and he laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. He literally had no room to stay in. He had no room to lay his head. He had no room to come into this world. And the first place that they laid him was in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. He was rejected by his own people. And we see that in John chapter 1, verse 11. It says he came to his own and his own did not receive him. Jesus and his message were rejected and thrown out of the city. In Luke chapter 4, verse 28 to 29, we see where Jesus is thrown out of the synagogue and they literally push him towards the edge of the cliff because their intent was to throw him down over the cliff. 
There was no room for Jesus and his message. There was no room at this time for a savior. There was no room for salvation. There was no room for a new perspective. There was no room for revelation. There was no room for Jesus. They wanted to kill him. There was no room for new. In John chapter 7, verse 1, speaks of the Feast of the Tabernacles, and we see how Jesus himself did not want to go down to Judea to the Feast of the Tabernacles because the Jews sought to kill him. They were after him, and he knew that. When Jesus finally, on trial before Pilate, they chose to release Barabbas and kill Jesus. In Luke chapter 23, verse 18, we see the Bible says, And they all cried out at once, saying, Away with this man and release to us Barabbas. Crucify him. We have no king but Caesar, is what they said. Barabbas was guilty of his crime, but yet he was set free. Jesus was innocent and sentenced to death like a criminal. But there was no room for Jesus. He was innocent, and yet he traded places with the criminal. He chose this. He allowed it to happen. He paid the price for Barabbas and his criminal lifestyle, as well as all of us. On the cross, there were two men. But even then, one of the two men cursed him by saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. There was no room for testimony even then. In John chapter 7, verse 13, tells us that, People didn't speak openly about Jesus because fear of the Jews. John chapter 7 verse 13 tells us that no one spoke openly of Jesus for fear of the Jews. John chapter 9 says that Jesus healed a man born blind and his parents were taken to trial and they refused to testify out of fear of being thrown out of the city and the synagogue. Things are not much different today, to be quite honest. Jesus is knocking on the door, but it is ignored in some cases. In most cases, Jesus is still rejected. Have you ever tried to share with anyone the gospel or what God has done in your life and gotten rejected? People do not have time to hear about Jesus anymore. There seems to be something more important. There is no time for church. There's no time to pray. There's no time to read the Bible. Everyone is too busy. There is no room for Jesus today because everything else has priority. But yet some still ask, why am I so frustrated? Why do I feel lost? Why do I feel empty and confused? Why am I dealing with anxiety and nervousness? Why am I so fearful? People push away the very answer that they need for their life. Psalms 10 verse 4 says, the wicked in his proud countenance does not seek God. God is in none of his thoughts. God, for many, is not even a thought. He's not even considered in their ways, in their way of living, in their decision-making. He is in none of his thoughts. No room for word. There's no room for truth. There's no room for his promises or his miracles. In John chapter 8, verse 37 says, I know that you are Abraham's descendants. You seek to kill me. John chapter 8, verse 37 says, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. Jesus left Nazareth in Mark chapter 6 because he marveled at the people's unbelief. He healed a few sick. He did a few mighty works. Nothing extravagant, apparently. But could you imagine Jesus walking out of our lives because of our own belief? Mark chapter 16, verse 17 says, and these signs will follow those who believe. It could be possible that we don't 
have room for Jesus in us to see his miraculous power because of lack of faith, possibly. I wonder if anyone still has any room for Jesus in their life today. No room for miracles. We sometimes trust more in our stuff or our own strength and our own opinion. We have stuff and no room for divine presence. We cannot replace God's presence with our stuff. But when there is a need, we know how to call him. We know how to reach out to him or reach out to someone that does know how to reach out to him. When there is a need, even though we are faithless, he is still faithful, reachable, approachable, and attainable. There's no room for the spirit of Jesus. There's no room for the spirit of Jesus. Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Has anyone ever asked you, you are way too happy. You're way too nice. Why are you so nice? Why are you always so joyful? You need to tone that down a little bit. That's, that's just too much happy. That's too much joy. That's, that's just too much life in you. These days, we lack compassion because the world is so into themselves that we cannot recognize the need for others. There is no room for the spirit of Jesus. There's no room for the spirit of servants or humility. There's no room for compassion or forgiveness. There's no room for repentance because there's no room for the spirit of Jesus. If there was, there would be room for the, the fruit of the Spirit. There is no room for the gifts of the Spirit. 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1-4 says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of their pleasure rather than lovers of God. Is there any room left for Jesus? We cannot expect God to move in our lives if we're only going along with the motions. We pray for an overflow of God's presence and we want it, we want that. We want an overflow of God's presence, but sometimes we barely get a splash because there is no room for God's will in our life. When was the last time we asked God to do his will? in our life, in our family, in our jobs, in our relationships, every aspect of our life. Platform aesthetics in our churches are great. I love that. But they do not produce God's divine presence. Programs and organizations are great, and they're encouraged. Be organized. Make programs. Be scheduled. Know ahead of time what you're going to do. But don't be afraid to make room for God and let God do what God wants to do. Sometimes you have to fall off schedule. Sometimes you have to go outside of your own box and let God take over. Don't be afraid to make room for God in your plans, in your life, in your family, and every aspect of your life. Jesus still, even though he was rejected, made room for us. Here, watch, I'll show you. He traded places with Barabbas and made room for us too, along with that. Even though he was rejected, and still through this day today, Jesus is still rejected. Jesus still made room for us. Watch what John chapter 14, verse 2 and 3 says. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. It's time to make room for new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
Too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears, according to Les Brown. I like that quote, and I want to focus on fear for a moment, and I want to narrow down on fear because I feel that fear for many of us is taking up too much room in our life. Fear is taking up too much room in our mind. Fear is taking up too much room in our heart. And it's honestly keeping us back from growth and it's keeping us back from seeing the new things that we want to see in our life, keeping us back from a new mindset and a new way of living. When I self-reflect, I often think of how many times I've held myself back from great opportunities. And to be quite honest with you, it took me about four years before I even started this podcast because of fear. Until one day I broke through in prayer and I broke through and God really spoke to me and I felt that God really impressed it on my heart to begin this platform and to bring this content through this podcast. And I have passed by open doors instead of walking through them just because I let fear overtake my emotions and my mind. Even though the past cannot be undone, I've learned from it. I've learned to repeatedly face my fears. Over time, I have come to realize that the process does not end. The process of facing your fears continues. And the older, more experienced I become in life, the more I am forced to face my fears time and time again. I wish I could tell you that it ends at some point, but the fact is that it does not. Every major decision comes with a level of risk. Once the fear is faced, it will propel you forward like the key to the door you have been praying for. Fear must be faced in order to move forward. Fear must be faced in order to move forward. We can ask God to make a way where there is none. However, when a way is made, our fear of not knowing what is ahead can hold us back and it prolongs what we have been searching for. Fear will always keep you from the very answer you have been praying for. It is possible that we stumble right over the very thing we have been wanting, what we've been waiting for, what we've been asking for. When we allow fear to set in our hearts, it forces us to forfeit our destiny. But when we face the fear, our confidence goes up. Overcome one fear at a time and your confidence and self-esteem become stronger over time. Naturally, I really am an introvert. Continuously, I struggle with my confidence, but I put this to the test. My confidence comes from facing fears and overcoming the fear of the unknown. The longer we stand still, the more time slips by and opportunities expire. Not facing our fears will force us to stand still long enough and it will set us up for failure. Naturally, we tend to stay where it feels safe because there is no risk where it is safe. Naturally, we tend to stay where it feels safe because there is no risk where it's safe. Fear paralyzes us to What is familiar, we get stuck in what is familiar to us because of fear. We feel safe in what we already know works. We know that this will work out and we feel safe in what we know. If we do not face our fears, we can remain stuck in the same position, losing out on the opportunity of what could have been. Isaiah 43 verse 5 says, Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. We have to make room. For new, do not allow yourself to get stuck behind fear. You have to lose fear of growing. You have to lose fear and step outside of that comfort zone because fear will paralyze you to what is familiar. Make room for new. I want to encourage you today with this episode, make room for new. 
Eliminate the toxic relationships. Eliminate the negative thoughts. Eliminate the things that take up the space you need to grow in your life. We have to make room for new. If Jesus is the answer and Jesus is really, truly in our heart, remind yourself and tell yourself, and sometimes you have to do it audibly. When you have those thoughts of anxiety and those feelings of anxiety and depression and you have those feelings of fear, you have to repeat yourself and hear yourself saying it because faith comes through hearing and hearing the word of God. You have to tell yourself, I have no room for this. I have no room for fear. I have no room for anxiety. I have no room for depression. I have room for Jesus and Jesus is in my heart. Repeat those words to yourself. Make room for new. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's podcast and you found this helpful in some way, let us know about it. I would love to connect with you on social media. In the description below, you will find the links. You can also visit the blog page where you can find more helpful content like this at inspired2inspired.org. That's inspired, the number two, inspired.org. And you will be able to find the links also in the description below. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on anything. I encourage you to help us reach others by rating, leave a review or share it on social media. And that would mean so much to me. And I would be very, very appreciative of that. In the meantime, continue moving forward in the direction God is leading you. Continue taking steps closer and becoming who God has intended you to be so you can be impactful in every area of your life. God bless. And we'll see you on the next one.